Hurts for NBA range. He buries a triple. You're listening to the Talkin' Johnny's podcast featuring St. John's University student, Ryan Olson. What is good, Johnny Nation? It's your host, Ryan Olson, and welcome back to another episode of the Talkin' Johnny's podcast. This was a week for the Red Storm, a tale of two cities. One team sitting at the top of the conference, in fact, number one in the country, and another team sitting at the bottom of the conference, in the abyss of the Big East Conference, just searching for their first conference win. Well, let's start with Saturday, 12 o'clock, sold out Madison Square Garden. The Red Storm took on the number one UConn Huskies and a huge clash. The Red Storm need a season-defining win. Danis Jenkins came out of the gate on fire, scoring 11 of the team's first 16 points. The Red Storm would go down 14-5 to early, and had some fans worried. It was Donovan Klingon getting down the floor, bleeding Soriano down the floor on a runout, converting an easy lay-in that put the Huskies up by nine. But St. John's answered back, Brady Dunlop, Danish Jenkins hitting three-pointers, and boom, just like that, the Red Storm were back in it. The Red Storm started four for six from behind the arc to open and erase this deficit. Ultimately, the game would be close from there on out for the rest of the half. Only 58% of their free throw attempts, they went seven for 12 in the first half. Really lackluster number there. Um, in terms of points, Danis, of course, really good first half. He had 13 points. Uh, Zuby Ejiofor came in for three minutes and had a plus-minus, a plus-eight. Uh, it was really good. Joel Soriano in 16 minutes had a minus-seven. Really non-factor, had one rebound in 16 minutes. Chris Ledlam, not much better, only two rebounds in 15 minutes. So both guys who needed to attack the glass for the Red Storm did not do a good job in the first half. The Huskies out-rebounded the Red Storm 18-13. to In the first half for UConn, it was really Stefan Castle and Tristan Newton combining for 22 of the team's 36. Both of those guys um, are key contributors, and Tristan Newton, in fact, had five assists and also had three rebounds on his own which tied the combination of Ledlam and Soriano. So definitely needed to attack the glass more in the second half for the Red Storm if they wanted a chance to pull out the big-time upset at the Garden. The second half would stay tight for the first about seven or so minutes. The Red Storm would use a transition slam by Chris Ledlam to go up 46-45, to but from there, things went south. UConn fans call Madison Square Garden Store South, and on Saturday, that second half, it sounded more like Store South because things went south for the Red Storm. UConn would use a 17-5 run to go up by 11. Cam Spencer fueled the run for the Huskies. He would go on to score 17 points in the second half. He was sniping mid-rangers, nailing them from deep. The Red Storm, a couple of defensive lapses. Their defensive performance in this one was not so crisp. They were not clean on the defensive end. This team has struggled defensively for many parts of this season. They've had moments of really good defensive performances like the Villanova contest where they held Villanova to 50 points. But UConn, an offensive juggernaut, was difficult to stop and the Red Storm struggled. UConn again out-rebounded the Red Storm in the second half, 20-10. to same story, Joel Soriano and Chris Ledlam not having a big effect on the glass. Zuby Ejiofor only coming in for about four minutes, not having a single rebound. 
Donovan Klingon did get into foul trouble in this one, limit his ability to be a prominent factor, but that didn't matter. Only playing six minutes in the second half, Klingon uh, would only go on to grab one rebound, but the Huskies used Cam Spencer's half. They used Tristan Newton and Stefan Castle, the three-headed monster, to really fuel that run. They shot 43% from deep in the second half and 48% from the floor. Meanwhile, the Red Storm, a mere 40% from the field goal percentage and 0 for 6 from three-point land. A dismal second half performance for the Red Storm, who showed absolutely no heart. Uh, it, it went from a one-point lead down to as many as being down by 15 with just under seven minutes remaining in the second half. And it's just disheartening to see this team where there's been so much potential at times losing close games uh, against both Marquette and Creighton by a combined two points, playing UConn down to four points at the XL Center back in December. I just expected this game to be tighter, and the Red Storm just didn't have it in the second half. And they haven't had it in the second half in multiple occasions this season. They definitely need to grow and learn from this. Tristan Newton, Stefan Castle, and Cam Spencer combined to score 62 of the 77 points for the Huskies. The Red Storm shot abysmal, abysmally from three-point land, 28.6%, out-rebounded by 15, 38 to 23. Not a winning formula there. They would fall in this one, 77 to 64, with the lone bright spot being Danis Jenkins' 19 points. But he had 13 in the first half. The second half, he was held much quiet with only six points. And other than that, nobody really stepped up for this Red Storm team. And it's been a story of that for, for quite some time now. We need guys to step up. Soriano taking a mere six shots in this one. 33 minutes, a total of four rebounds. Not going to do it. Once the Big East player of the year is far from that now. But the Red Storm have time to make up for it. Joel may not win Big East player of the year this year. But he has the ability and the opportunity turn things around. And Tuesday night against the DePaul Blue Demons was a perfect opportunity to do just that. Red Storm came out of the gate and this one would build an early lead, would go up 16-4 to over the Blue Demons. And it looked like they would run from there, but the Blue Demons would, would edge their way back into this one. Late in the first half, a couple of minutes to go, the Blue Demons would cut the St. John's lead down to five. It was 33-28. On Rick Bettino bobblehead night, in front of a lackluster crowd, the Blue Demons who did their job to cut back into it. The Red Storm would ultimately go up by nine points in the first half. But it really, the field goal percentage, actually DePaul had a better first half field goal percentage than the Red Storm. They were 44% from the field and the Red Storm were a mere 35%. But the difference here was the offensive rebounding. St. John's out-rebounded DePaul on the offensive glass in the first half, which allowed them to have 12 second-chance points to DePaul's only one second-chance point. DePaul also committed a horrendous 11 turnovers in the first half to St. John's 2. Jordan Dingle was my player of the first half. He had 11 points, and he had a plus 13 rating. He was really good. He knocked down three three-pointers. He's going to have to continue to get more shots up for this team. And in this game, I really love the Red Storm's approach. They took 23 pointers in the first half. They let it fly. This was a game where they could experiment with something, and they did. They let the ball fly. Dingle had eight three-point attempts in the first half. They were really just doing a combined effort. I was happy to see Sean Conway get a couple of minutes he had a nice game, Naheem Aline with a couple of nice shots. It was really Jordan Dingle in the first half for the Red Storm who led the way. The second half, it was a clear out dominant performance. The Red Storm would outscore the Blue Demons 47 to 28. They out-rebounded DePaul 25 to 11 in the second half, but it was a balanced scoring effort for the Red Storm. 10 of the 12 guys who would enter the game for the Red Storm in the second half would score. 
Danis Jenkins with an unbelievable second half, 4 for 4 from the floor, 3 for 3 from deep with 11 points. He had another solid game, tallying 14. Jordan Dingle would have 14 as well to lead the Red Storm. Those two guys led the attack. It was nice to also see Simeon Wiltshire and Brady Dunlap get some run in this one down the stretch. The future of St. John's, the two freshmen combined for 14 points. They nailed a couple of threes. And they're just, it's good to get them comfortable in these situations. And against a DePaul team like this, it was a good opportunity for them. Ledlam was plus 22 in the second half. He had a tremendous second half doing the little things that mattered. His his numbers may not, you know, be unbelievable in the box score, but impacts the game on all levels. Doing the little things, offensive rebounding, defensive rebounding, assisting, stealing, blocking, doing it all. He had a great second half for the Red Storm. Joel Soriano, in other words, had eight points in the first half, didn't do much in the second half because of the lead that the Red Storm built. They gave him some load management to kind of keep him uh, fresh for down the stretch. But my two keys that I really want to take away from this one are this. The Red Storm would win this one 85-57, to dominant performance in the second half, much-needed win as they prepare for Marquette Golden Eagles and a top-10 clash against them on Saturday. But the two keys I want to talk about is Jordan Dingle from Valley Stream playing at UBS Arena not far from where he grew up. The kid had a great game. He let it fly most importantly. The Red Storm took 23-point attempts in the second half. They took 40 combined in this one, but in the second half they shot 45%. Jordan Dingle is the X-factor to this team. He has a different role than he did at Penn, so he's not going to score as much as he did at Penn. But if he can start knocking down the three-point ball like I've been talking about for a couple of weeks now, this Red Storm team is a completely different animal. He needs to get shots up. Even if he's missing, he'll hit them because he has a nice stroke. His numbers don't support it, but he is one of the best three-point shooting guys on this team, and he has to just continue to let it fly. In addition to that, I was really encouraged by the play of Sean Conway. I thought he came on the floor and added some value. Now, I'm not to say we may not see him again much this season, but I hope we do because his ability to knock down shots at a high level, he came in and was hitting shots. The Red Storm need that, even if he's not going to play a lot. I think he adds value, and it'd be something to watch. My X factor down the stretch, yes, is Jordan Dingle, but something else, a hot take I have for you, is to see Sean Conway get some minutes against Marquette on Saturday. I wouldn't be shocked to see his name called and his number called on Saturday, so keep an eye out for that. But just really an all-out balanced performance for the Red Storm, and I was very happy with how they picked it up after the tough loss against UConn. But the road does not get any easier. The Red Storm are now on the wrong side of the bubble. After getting off to a 4-1 start in conference play, the Red Storm had lost 5-6 of until finally ending that streak with a big win against DePaul on Tuesday night. So it's really going to be interesting to see down the stretch how the Red Storm are going to respond to adversity. They really need to pick it up. They got these next two road games, both quad one opportunities. A team, the Red Storm team that only has two quad one wins, needs to split one of the next two. Getting two would be ideal and would almost lock the Red Storm into March Madness, in my opinion, if they were able to win the next two. But... They really need to come out with one of those two games. I know at Marquette is extremely difficult based on how well Tyler Kolick is playing the reigning Big East player of the year. But Tuesday night at, at Providence doesn't get any easier. Providence coming off a huge win against Creighton at the Amp. I'm sorry, used to be the dunk. That place is extremely tough to play. So both games will be extremely challenging for the Red Storm. But they need to come out with one of those games. They have a couple of home games. They have Seton Hall at home, Creighton at home. They really need to steal those. 
put themselves in position to be in position. Like I always like to say, like my John Rothstein, realistically, St. John's needs to win a couple of these big games down the stretch, come out on top. So that's going to really wrap things up for this episode. I just want to wrap things up and say that I went to Applebee's last night. The Redstone were having a meet and greet and autograph signing at Applebee's in Fresh Meadows, and it was an absolutely awesome experience. I got some great pictures with the guys, got a bunch of autographs, really awesome meeting them. Uh, you know, watching every game this season and going to just about every game, it's so much fun to watch them play, but it's even better to get to interact with them off the court. And they were great guys. You know, a shout out to Danish Jenkins and Jordan Dingle, who took the time to have a conversation with me. Really awesome guys. Great talking to Simeon Wilcher. Great talking to Naheem Aline and all of the guys. Just a pleasure to be, to be around them. And of course, my guy, Brady Dunlap. Awesome to meet him as well. So here we go. It's go time. It's February. Rick Pitino's got to get these guys in shape. He's got to get them ready for the stretch run. And I'm hoping that the Red Storm team will make the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2019 in Rick's first season. Can he get it done? There's been a lot of discourse on Twitter, but I think he can do it. Let's start with a win on Saturday at Marquette. Get those good vibes. I'll be taking a road trip next week to Providence to see them play on the road. Let's go, Red Storm. And as always, I thank you all for listening. Do, my, do me a favor, please, if you don't mind following the podcast on Apple Podcasts so you get notified every time a new episode comes out so you can be up to date on the latest Red Storm information from your guy, Ryan. All right, let's go, Red Storm. See you guys next time. Thanks for listening.